You're listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grow Further Podcast. This is Chris. We really appreciate you coming back for part two of our interview with Kevin Carroll. And listen, if you haven't listened to part one, go back and check it out when you have a chance, because we talk about who is Kevin? We talked about his backstory, competing with yourself, the importance of having a one team mentality. So all of that was phenomenal. So please listen to part one if you get a chance. However, what we're going to be talking about this time is how you may be conning yourself, you know, and why you should always be in beta and always reimagining the leader and the person or parent, you know, that you could be. And we'll talk about how this could impact you. So we are looking forward to getting started. Let's get into it. Part two with the Kevin Carroll. Some of our leaders and people that are going to be listening to this are going to be sad. I'm so stressed. I can hardly focus on me. I'm so busy. I don't even have time to go on a run anymore. I can't tend to my own well-being. I'm just trying to stay above water with all of these reports, all of these different things that are expected of me. How am I supposed to pay attention to my family, friendship, personal life, and my professional life and reach beyond my scope in order to positively impact those that we serve and those that we work with? I don't know how to do that. I, you know, I, I get to coach people, right, in a lot of levels, and I have a coach, right? And so my coach, because how could I, you know, be coaching folks if I ain't getting coached, right? I mean, that's important, right? Therapists need a therapist, right? So, 100%. So, one of the things that you, when you were saying that, I laughed because I remember my coach said, Well, those are cons. You're conning yourself. You're conning yourself. You're talking yourself into that I can't, I can't, I can't. That's, that's all well and good, but I can't do that. That's not available for me. Those are cons. You've talked yourself I into that. I love that you're conning that. yourself. You are, you're conning yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's more of a matter of, okay, how do I start managing this and chipping away and finding a strategy around it that it, it is manageable? Yeah. And you start to create these unrealistic goals no, look at the current situation. What is doable? You always want to be in this optimal, like, oh, I really, nirvana for me would be, <laughs> I get up in the morning, exactly. I can do my workout, my family yeah. is wonderful. We got, you know, it's some TV crazy myth of looking and like, no, life is messy. Life requires you to be able to pivot and adjust and be agile and nimble. There aren't these absolutes. So stop conning yourself and start finding ways to really be with, deal with what you have and do the best you can with what you got. I think that's the thing that people have to stop doing. So I can't go to the gym for an hour. Okay, so do you have 15 minutes over the day? Five minutes stops. I'm sure you do because you're sitting there watching that TV and clicking, 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 right? You you surfing, surfing, yeah. surfing. You find time for that. Yeah. So it's it's more about your priorities, but also finding clever ways to reimagine 
And yes, it's not going to be this optimal situation all the no. time. And that's okay. Do the best you can with what you have. And it's lazy. The con is lazy, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's so easy to fall into it. You know, one of the and things I like to say is right? you look for excuses rather than reasons. Yeah. Excuses are easier to find as opposed to the reasons why you really need to be doing something for the benefit of yourself, your family, your friends, your those that you work with. And I think we've said so many, and Kevin, I've learned so much from you and how you have lived post-traumatic growth. If we had to summarize, you know, in like, I don't know, three to five steps, if we stop conning ourselves one, okay, recognize that we all con ourselves, myself included, you know, none of us, I don't think on this call would even say that we're perfect, right? This is something we have to work on too. But if we can get over conning ourselves, how can we thrive as opposed to simply survive in life? Yeah. What might be your top three to five things that you would recommend that people do that can help turn that common sense into common practice? What do you think? Starting today with a level of curiosity and you need to have something to get you out of bed in the morning and know why. So, and I think that's, you know, that sense of inspiration and then curiosity, I think will serve you well. And that's the second thing I would say is just have that curious spirit to discover something new. Um, you know, those eyes of a child, eyes of wonder, eyes of possibility. I think you need to always be thinking about your energy that you can't do anything with a broke want to, right? So that's your energy. You got to have some good energy to get after the things that you want. I think that's really uh, important. And the, you know, this notion of how to maximize every single day is to think about the gift of each day um, being present. So, that's that, you know, there's this notion you get 86,400 seconds in one day. And so what will you do with that? And then grade yourself at the end of the day. Like, did I maximize those seconds? And there's a really simple little exercise. What went well? Like you can actually write down three things that went well and why before you go to sleep. And there's research to show that actually if you go to sleep with something good on your mind, you have better sleep but you also aren't as stressed. It actually will affect your physiology. So um, thinking about that, maximizing the day. And then I think, you know, I've always been a person that recognizes the importance of having goals. I think those are important, but the notion of them being audacious. And so if your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. So we need to have something that will prompt us to get out of bed, right? So that inspiration could be that goal. So it's kind of this ecosystem. Let me grade myself at the end of the day, right? What went well? And how much closer did we get to that audacious goal? Hmm. Did we get a little closer? Because what we're doing to get to that is we're actually stacking micro wins, little wins every single day that we can revel in a bit but we know we're not there yet, but man, we are advancing towards that. And maybe we stumbled a little bit and maybe it wasn't as great a win that day, but there was still a win in there because when we do the journal, right, we got three things that went well and we know why. And I think that's, you know, the way that I would sum it up. 
It's celebrating the first down, the second down, every down instead of just the touchdown because those downs are what get you to that ultimate touchdown. I love that. We go all the way back to you're competing. Yeah. Right. And we talked about that at the onset of the conversation. Yeah. But you're the greatest foe you'll ever face is you. Exactly. We're our own worst enemy. Yeah. And I think that we often spend time focusing on the penalties, our fouls. You know, at the end of the game, I, I was notorious for this. I would not focus on anything I did well. I would beat myself up. So I played college basketball and just as an athlete my whole life. And if you were to ask me, what's the one thing that prevented you from reaching your potential? It would be that, that I'd beat myself up constantly. And while yeah, you were doing stats while you're playing in the game, yeah, right? Like you're literally keeping that your was own my stats. Third turnover. Yes. Uh, that was my third turnover. Now I need to be counting my fouls. Cause it can, yes, I mean, yes. Cause I'm going to yes. take But also too, though, if, but, you, if you're getting coached properly, if you're getting coached properly, you can play more freely. And when you play more freely, you can express yourself. Oh. In and all your genius and all your talent and all your gifts will be on full display. So I the go back to the coach. Yep. The power of a leader. And, so now, and the power of a leader, right? Because that, that's the leader's, that's really the true measure. How freely does your team play? Yep. And he even brought me into his office once to talk to me about that. And what I told him is every time I make a mistake, you make sure that everybody knows it. Boom. But if there's anything that I do well, that is expected. Yeah. And so that environment drove That's me. another con. It's another con. Expectations. Because expectations will always disappoint. How do we create more agreements? So it's interesting because I feel like at times uh, you have to assess and you say, as a leader, how often is my team calling me to check in with me before they're making a decision? Right. How often are they looking coaching for every dribble? So Chrissy, right? you'll appreciate that. Coaching every dribble. And <laughs> and oh, as a parent, be quiet. Like even as a parent, though, how often is your kid looking back at you for reassurance before they yes. jump off that diving board before they. So you have to ask yourself, what are you doing to cause their apprehension to cause them to not be experiencing um, their full potential? Because essentially you're holding them back. You're that common denominator once again. So yes. I, I you're not going to know that if you're not present, nope. right? You're not going to know that if you don't listen when people try to talk to you. And I think that yes, those sound so you. basic. Yes, they so are. Basic. It's, well, but, this is what I always go back to is, look, I can wax philosophy with the best of them, but simple truths are louder and last longer. And I take that from my, my grandfather, my grandparents and my Nana Carol, my great grandmom that those are the things that stay with you are those simple truths. I think the more that we actually make it easier for people to understand and discern, and it becomes this mantra that they always go back to, how you do the little things, how you do all things, right, Kevin? Yep, that's right. Check your want to, right? Yep. Can't do anything with a broke want to, can you? Nope. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that I'm working at, C-suite level, those are always great little anchors, talismans, reminders, right? And those are things that, those are insider things. Like we all know what's going on. That's our wink. That's our nod. We know what's up. So when you talked about earlier about, you know, leaders can come from anywhere, they can. Yeah. I've worked at the highest level, right? Professional sports. And I can tell you countless conversations I had with elite level athletes 
to unlock them. And they would go, damn, Kev. Like, I, I wish Coach would say that to me. I said, but yeah, but when you're on the floor, he can't come out there and stop you. You have so true. the game's yours. Yeah. So do what you know. And you know who you were to so many people? I have Coach Sam Davis. That was my guy. You know he exactly. Was the coach in high school. Yes. And I have that memory. Yeah. He was the guy I went to and looked to when my coach threw a chair at me, you know, yes. in the locker room at yes. halftime. He's the guy I'd look at and, and he would just say, trust your game. You've yes. got this. And so, yes. you know, ending our conversation or get starting to end our conversation where we began the power of connection and people, I would hope that I am somebody that somebody thinks about as a great leader and they think of me. I do, and Christy. Ellie, you're sweet. <laughs> I love you. Um, but it's um, but true. Seriously, like I hope that and... For anybody listening, I think that we can be that for somebody. If we start implementing some of what you've talked about, Kevin, be present, you know, look around you, be have goals, but have an attitude where you're constantly, your mantras that keep you on this path where, what do you call it? The want to's? What's your yes. want to? Yes. You know, these are little things, but they make such a big difference at the end of the day. And that's where for our leaders that might say, gosh, I don't think I could input you know, there's five to six things that Kevin just gave us. Start with one thing. Just one thing. And here's the other thing is that it's going to feel different. And a lot of times people don't change for the fear of being seen as wishy-washy or indifferent. And I, I mean, I would just say, be transparent. Say, listen, I didn't like what I was doing. And I want to do something different. Will you give me room to try it? Will you give me feedback? Will you help me? And I think that the more we can be vulnerable and authentic and honest and transparent in that way, the easier it becomes to flip the script and to call an audible and to, you know, to juke and pivot. Uh, and I think that we need to be okay with that because what's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So you have to, you have to draw a line in the sand. And we talked about different ways that you can kind of catch yourself, but you also have to be honest and say, listen, I didn't, I wasn't, a, I wasn't being the best version of myself before. And I know I could do better, but I think that and that's okay. Coaches, coaches need to be coached too, right? Leaders need to be, you know, coached up also. And so there's no greater opportunity than right now for someone to reimagine themselves as a leader, because we're all navigating ambiguity right now, right? It's amazing moment where everyone actually has permission to reimagine themselves. And in fact, I would be a little worried if you haven't done that in the midst of all this. Dude, I just want to get back to when it was normal. That is done. That's over. That's a wrap. It's Mm -hmm. a brave new world we're entering. Because guess what? Nobody on your team is the same. So how are you matching that? And I think it's so important that we as leaders, and I've always said this, stay in beta. We as human beings stay in beta. You are the greatest app ever created. And guess what you do with your apps on your devices? You are always updating them them. because they tell you to update them. Why aren't you updating yourself? Why aren't you looking at yourself as an app? And you're improving, you're updating, you're always staying in beta. There's always a new iteration of you. That's what leaders need to take that mindset. 
Your team has changed. I'm telling you now. And if you don't think they have, you are going to be reminded. They are not the same people. Everyone has dealt with loss. Everyone went through the grieving process. Help your team find meaning through all that they've gone through. Find crucible. Lighting, right? Because everybody's gone through a crucible together. It's not just about accepting that we lost something. Now it's like find meaning. How can I be better beyond this? I think that that might be the recipe for post-traumatic growth. Yeah. Find meaning yes. in the trauma. Find meaning yes. in what it is that you went through. And all and find of these a way things that we talked about that. today. And find a way mm -hmm. to use that as energy, as a propellant, as an accelerant, not something that right. halts or hinders you. Well, it's right. It's or look really at it about, as a threat to me yes. as opposed to an opportunity to me. And that's where I think far too often when change happens, this is a threat to me. And we choose to focus on how it's a threat as opposed to an opportunity, which goes back to the attitude of a leader. If you look at this as a threat, then you're going to impact your team. And you're going to why not choose opportunity? Yep. You'll lead that way. So I always go, is that an obstacle or is that an opportunity? Yeah. Yep. Kevin, you know, I, we want to ask you a couple fire round questions. Mm -hmm. So Christy, go for it. <clears throat> okay. And so I'm going to use my, my cup here as perhaps inspiration. Oh, what is something that You're so I mean, I figured I was like, yes, is Kevin yes. going to say anything about this? Because yes. <laughs> no. it's an insider. Most people don't know. So I just like exactly. kind of left it. But yes, I have acknowledged. I, I saw. I saw it. Yes, absolutely. Coffee so, what box, brings you joy? Out. Yeah, Savannah is one of my happy places because of Savannah College of Art and Design, SCAD, and so I always talk about that. That brings me joy being around the next generation of leaders, makers, doers, and dreamers in the creative industry. And I, I'm really excited about spending even more time observing and watching what they're doing, but yeah. also learning from them. So I, I have this idea of reverse mentoring and learning from someone younger than me and, and not always having to be the sage, the wise sage, but also they've got stuff they can share with me. Fantastic. And so, yeah. Like that. So that's, that's my fantastic. source of joy. That's nice. And our CEO actually talks about that reverse mentoring as being something that's so important that they can learn more sometimes from people that are younger than them, mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic. And the other thing that the reason that we ask you about joy and one thing that I've held on to in a previous conversation that we had is that that's a place that you go to like refuel. And one of the things that you said is check your energy, mm -hmm. right? As a leader, check your energy. Do you have enough energy? And if you don't, perhaps you need to include in your rituals, something that gives you that energy. So would you, would that be fair to say? Um, I think, you know, just having things that help you, um, remind you about your energy. So I talk about you know, the fact that I love chocolate, but not just any chocolate. It's got to be this bougie chocolate. Chocolate, you got to put your pinky out when you eat it. Oh, but I love really, that kind of chocolate. Really, okay. Like some really, really special chocolate, right? So that's bespoke chocolate, if you will, customized <laughs> kind of chocolate. So I'm into some chocolate like that. Love so it. that's another thing that kind of gives me joy, but also energy. And how I celebrate is I you know, keep some special little candies or chocolate caramels is the only candy that I really like. So that's important for me. And, you know, movement's always been important for my, my energy. So I'm, mm -hmm. I have, you know, tremendous amount of rituals and practices around movement since I was younger. And so there, I always find time for just getting my physiology going. I think it's really important mm -hmm. to do that. And so that's part of my rituals too. And these are just things that I actively practice. I'm always going to find time for it. 
And I'm not going to con myself and say there's not time. I'm going to well, find time for it. No matter how busy you are, you're still finding time. So, and it's because you know that like, if you let your phone die, you can't use your phone. So why do we do that so often to ourselves? It's just unfair. Yes. And it's almost like people want to brag about it. it. It is. It's a badge of courage. I worked all weekend. I worked 80 hours. Do you see these blood, sweat, and tears all yeah. over me? It's like and a I'm badge still of, doing my job and, I, and yeah. better than you. Yeah, and, right. And that is like, it, it, for me, but that's are kind you, of like the old Are ways. you really doing your job better than me? Right? right? Is, and is that study. your best? Is that your best? Yeah. Um, okay, I want to ask you another question. Is there one book, podcast, resource, something that, what is the one thing that's inspired you the most? Uh, the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Like, I don't even hesitate. Like, that's... yes. Boom. Yeah, like that. I re I reread it like every other year and and recognizing mm-hmm. that you've got a lot of wisdom when you're a kid, mm-hmm. right? Because you live in these simple truths, right? There have you haven't been jaded yet. You haven't got life hasn't, you know, provided you with all of that upheaval and uncertainty and all that. And so I the alchemist has always been my go-to. I said it time and time again, it is required reading for any dreamer. I love it. There you go. The alchemist, everybody, you got to get it. Okay. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? Uh, let's gosh, there's so much, I figured but, my nana, but my Nana Carol be still. So she would always, I, I, before I even knew it, I was, I had a practice of meditation because of my Nana Carol, because we weren't allowed to go out and play until we sat. And we had to be still for five minutes before we went out to play. Anytime we came to their house on Sundays and she put her hands on you and then she'd always leave her hands on me because I was the wiggly one, right? I had the wiggles. And what she taught me was how to actually see with my ears, how to actually be present enough that I could see with my ears, that I didn't have to be there physically, that I could hear things. I could notice things. I could be in tune. She taught me how to be present. And so I've had a regular ritual of being still every single day, five minutes. And so now they call that meditation. I call that Nana Carol. So yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's you Nana Carol. So that's the Nana Carol. Nana Carol was way ahead of the game. Yeah, she was way ahead of that meditation game. Yeah. Yes. So uh yes. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, Kevin, the last thing we want to know is how can people connect with you? I just encourage you to, you know, look me up on all the social media platforms and Casey Cattles with the K. So um, K-C-K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T. That's my handle for everything. Also for my website is KCCatalyst.com. So it's easy to find. So at me, right? Or, or, or Google me. me. Yeah, either way. But yeah, but uh, but you can find me for sure. It's not hard to find me. I'm not the other Kevin Carroll, though. You'll, you'll understand that there's, a, there's actually several that Kevin Carrolls out there. Yes. And so I always love that. That, that Wait, well, just like, this doesn't seem like the same guy. Yeah. So uh, there you go. 
when when you see a picture of someone who just exudes energy, just jumps right out of the photo, that's when you'll know that's, you got the right guy. Yeah, that's when you know you got. <laughs> that's that's when you know you got the right one. Yeah, and I always have. I always have a hat on because that's my grandfather. So that's kind of my nod to my grandfather. Is that's why I wear a lid because my grandfather wore a hat all the time. So that's my way of honoring him. And so I always have a lid on. Yeah, so that's my way of honoring my grandfather. I hope that you're feeling as inspired as me after listening to part two with Kevin, the catalyst, Carol. We appreciate Kevin for being with us. Thank you so much, Kevin. And if you're still wanting a little bit more, hey, guess what? We've got another interview series coming up with the Diana Nyad. She is the first person to swim from Cuba to the United States. We're super grateful to have her on the show. We will have a two-part series coming up in the next couple of weeks. So between now and then... Grow a little bit further, everybody. We'll see you again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode. 